Hello and welcome to Nikon Report, your weekly roundup of all the latest Nikon news and all other photographic announcements. It's Constant here. And this is Becky. How was your life in the United States, Becky? It was it was good. <laughs> it is over now. I am back in very cold blighty. Did they send you back? They did. They were like, enough of that British person. We we need <laughs> more Americanisms. <laughs> Well, tell me, tell me, how was it? How much film you shot? How much digital you shot? Tell me all about it. I, I shot mostly film, to be honest. Um, I only shot one roll of 35mm and then I shot five rolls of medium format. But that was mainly because I was being quite selective with my shots. And then I used my ZF a lot, which is what I'm recording on today. Although the light is not nearly as flattering here as it is over there. So never mind. But yeah, it was a great little adventure. wasn't wasn't specifically for photography, so I was quite taxing carrying that many cameras around with me everywhere, just in case I might get a chance to use them. But it was good. When you start to speak film, it's all music to my ears. You know that. Yeah, I know. All right. Well, speaking of which, we're now going to talk digital for the rest of the show, and let's get to the meat of it. Apparently, Nikon Z63 is about to launch. There are a couple of things that came out at the beginning of the year and the story is still developing. So maybe by the time you see this podcast, you have people all over the world on some Canary Islands already holding the camera in their hands. But let's start from the beginning. So in early January, user, which has a beautiful name, is called E8M underscore 8888, reported on Weibo that a mysterious Nikon camera with the code N2214 has been registered with Chinese certification body. Excellent. What's interesting about this model as well, that it supports 5.1 gigahertz Bluetooth, which is a lot of people try to think, well, is it top of the professional cameras? So it could be a DX body because technically all of them now support that. So that's not news. But then this news has been picked up by a lot of um, news outlets and they've reported all this. One of the interesting thing about it is the additional code, which is called CMIIT ID for this code is 2024AJ0346. AJ is indications that the camera is not made in China. So mm. we know that a part of China, obviously Nikon manufactures their things in Japan, but for cameras, it's highly likely it's going to be a Thailand. That's right. Now, uh, the model number itself doesn't actually give us any indication of which camera this might potentially be. Just to give you a little bit of background, the Z8 was called the N2120 and the ZF is the N2137. So the N2214 is just the next one in sequence, it's not an, any kind of indication whether it's a full frame or an APS-C camera. But I mean, we do have the financial results coming up in a couple of weeks time on the 8th of February. And we also have CP Plus 2024, which is being held towards the end of February. So do you think that we might have a Z63 announcement for CP Plus this year? Well, that would be an interesting thing because if you would have this podcast last week, I would also say CES, which was held in the United States from 9th to 12th of January. Obviously, nothing right. happened there. Nothing has been announced there. But yeah, CP Plus sounds like an event that they could potentially have the camera on show. And with the rumors of people going to Lanzarote right now for the end of January, it is a possibility. But before we go to this, what I want to discuss with you is more specification rumors. And mm -hmm. one of those things is there's been updated uh, rumor specification from China. 
all of it is about the same, 24.5 million pixels, which we discussed before, and we think it's going to be a 33 megapixel sensor. Who knows? We'll find out. All the like 310.6K, 30 frames per second. We kind of talked about this. But what was the interesting thing, if you look at actually translation from uh, Chinese, there's a particular Chinese character there that could mean dual or double. And that mm. means that the camera may have double XPeed 7 processor, just like Z62 used to have two processors, not the XPeed 7, but the other ones. That's right. What do you reckon? Is that something that Nikon may include in those? And do you think second processor is going to do much, just like it did for Z6 Mark II? I do think that it's something that Nikon would potentially do. It does feel like very much a Nikon move. So I can see them absolutely potentially doing that to offer that camera some kind of edge over the other cameras that will have XP7 included in them. But whether or not it will make an actual difference to performance, I don't know. What we had in the Z62 and the Z72 was a second autofocus, dedicated autofocus processor, which we haven't actually seen, I don't think, in any other camera, in any other Nikon camera. And it clearly had its edge, isn't it? <laughs> and people were so happy with it. Still <laughs> like... waiting for their firmware update. I don't know whether it will be included or whether it will even make a difference if it is, but it does definitely sound like something that Nikon would be inclined to do. Well, my only suggestion to Nikon, and I'm not the one who's going to give the suggestion, but just don't oversell us on the second process if it's there. We've been burned once. We don't want to be burned twice, you know. So if it does something, then we definitely want to see it. But again, from another point of view, is two XP7 processes would tell me that the camera should be better or should handle data better, you know, as well as, let's say, noise and things like this, you know, then the Z8 and Z9 cameras, and I don't simply don't see it happening. So I think the second process, if it's there, will have some function, and hopefully maybe it may not do much at the beginning, and they will add functionality at the later stage. So it will make the camera a bit more future-proof. That's, that's what I think. Excellent. Now, we will... Continue with the Z63 news in the same vein, but now from the influencer side of things. And Nikon rumors have said, without mentioning any names, a few influencers who shoot with Nikon gear have been talking about a recent trip to Japan and another upcoming mysterious trip in January. Of course, this is all speculation, but the trips could be related to the upcoming rumored Z63. So what's, uh, what has your investigative reporting conjured up for us, Con? Well, first of all, influencers. Okay, nasty comments. You know, it's so easy to write, oh, influencers, YouTube influencers. Oh, bad, 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 bad. That's what basically people go on YouTube and write the comments about influencers who are on YouTube, who are they watching do you see the vicious circle of life there where you watch things you don't like, you really hate, and then you write about it and you continue to watch this thing? So that's yeah. my rant. Now, with this out of the way, a couple of comments that came out at the time, and that's been updated. We will go to that in a, in a minute. But uh, the detective Pikachu's of the internet reported that Thomas Heaton was writing that he's going to Mongolia to photograph some snow leopards in January. I think Mongolia is a bit far away from Spain and it's a little bit colder. So if he's going there, maybe it's something dedicated with Nikon or could be a different product as well. So who knows? But then sure. also YouTuber Taylor Jackson was mentioned at the 
time. So, and uh, some people mentioned Tom Hogan's name to me, which I couldn't find anything, but it is a very interesting development. Then a couple of days later, Nick and Rumors updated the article and saying that the event in Lanzarote is quite plausible because Nick and ZA trip for influencers was made in Madeira, Portugal, and it was also Ireland, just north mm. of Lanzarote. So they thought, well, we've been to that island. Let's go to this island now. Maybe next, you know, Z7 Mark III, let's um, do the launch in Tenerife. You, I, you never know, but it's an interesting logic. And then they say that it will most likely reveal the Z63 camera to select a group of people. So expect some leaks, spy shots, etc. So that was that. Some people point out in the comments that Lance Roti is quite well known for astrophotography. So I guess because you're in the middle of nowhere, the sky is pretty clear. So, you know, it might be a good opportunity to photograph some stars. And just today, at the time of the recording, there was another update where Nick and Rumors posted the pictures of Jared Paulin as well as Chris Nichols from Petapixel uh, slash XDP Review YouTube channel with, uh, well, lots of hair and uh, lots of luggage. So that's what it is. They're flying somewhere. Is it Canary Islands or is it somewhere else? You never know. So Nick and Rumors is basically asking us if you are in the area, definitely have a look. And if I see Jared Paulin, I will probably recognize him, but I will be in Lanzarote next week. Is it connected to this? Complete, I was gonna not? say, is it complete, uh, complete, coincidence that you well, will Becky, be there since you week. left they the Nikon is flying me everywhere now you know you you wow. literally you, you could wait for another month you know that oh man <laughs> I think it's just cheaper to pay for one person than for two people so you know that's probably it that's right so I'm going to be there we will be connected we will be not you'll find out next week but I might post a sneak peek of Lanzarote airport <laughs> and my flip-flops <laughs> Yes, exactly. And maybe a grip of a certain camera that people may think is Z6 Mark III. You never know, but it's going to be my Mi 7 you know. Exactly. And then it maybe nothing will come of it and they'll actually do the launch in, like, I don't know, Timbuktu. It's not too far. <laughs> well, I prefer Shoreditch personally, you know, but... Uh, Timbuktu it's a bit is easier actually... easier to get to. Yeah, that's right. It's only, it's only you know, a couple of stops on, on the tube. But, you know, but if they're flying me to Timbuktu, I'll take. All right. That was all the current Z6 Mark III news. Let's move on to other news. And there weren't really many of those because it was end of the year and then it was beginning of the year. And we all know there's not much happening around that time. No, but we did have Nikon with a nice big stand at the 2024 CES show, as we said, in the USA. There was nothing particularly of interest there, just the usual suspects, all of the camera equipment available for people to try out and a nice big interactive booth with setups for, you know, taking pictures and the usual. They also showed some microscopes as well as the telescopes, which they just launched. And we're going to talk about this later. But moving on, the CP Plus is scheduled in Yokohama, Japan on 22nd till 25th of February. And as we discussed, we think that if the camera is going to be launched next week, in Spain, then, you know, we all will see that camera on Nikon stands at CP+. I imagine we would. Now, off the back of your solo, semi-solo live stream, I like to think that I was there in spirit in form of a cardboard cutout. But uh, in the spirit of this live stream that occurred on Friday, uh, Nikon had both the best-selling lens and best-selling camera 
for 2023 at Map Camera in Japan. And you also did the rankings, didn't you, on the live stream? That's right. And before we tell you the best-selling cameras and lenses, I can tell you that Becky's Cutout is available for sale. So if you would like to have your own <laughs> Becky's Cutout in your house, it's right on the Grace Always Mr. website. Please don't. <laughs> Anyway, limited edition. <laughs> yes, exactly. But limited to one print run, which is going to stay in the shop. Now, for those who are actually interested in the top selling camera, the number one best selling camera for 2023 was the Nikon Z8, which is pretty amazing because it came out in May. So it was actually only out for a little over half of the year, but happened to be the best selling camera. So much hype around that. Then in second place, we actually had a Canon EOS R6 Mark II, and then we had the Nikon ZF in third place. So Nikon basically took the first and third places really strong there with their new releases, which I think is fantastic. Yeah, so a few points around this. So a lot of the cameras that are best-selling cameras in Japan, remember in Japan, are full frame, if you notice. So the okay. first DX camera that we have is point and shoot Ricoh GR3X, okay, which mm -hmm. is which has 40 millimeter equivalent lens on it, okay, and then we have eight places Fujifilm XS10, and then we have Fujifilm XT5. Now only three cameras, DX cameras, are in the top ten. We were always told that Japan and Asia loves DX cameras, love smaller sensor cameras. It's not the case. If we look at the sale, obviously, of just map cameras, it's not the whole Japan sales or anything like this. But it's just interesting. It also sh shows me that the Canon DX cameras that a lot of people are telling Nikon should compete with them are not selling as well as people think they are. So those mm. are a couple of thoughts that, I, you know, I'm not here to say that, you know, they're not saying anything, but those are interesting thoughts. So if you look at those, so Canon R7 is not there. This is interesting starts. And again, we can go into conversation about the D500 replacement and things like this, you know, but it's just an interesting dynamic that people need to see and maybe make their own conclusion. I'm not here to make the conclusion, but the stars are there and... That's the end of it. Now, on to the best-selling lenses. Nikon is taking the first place with a beautiful Z24-120 lens, which is, again, for us, it was the best-selling as well. Yeah. Then the third place was Z1 h 600 which in our ranking, it was on the third place as well. And on the second place is Tamron 28-75 lens, which you can purchase in Nikon shape and form. It's called Nikon 2875 2.8 lens. So very, very interesting developments. And just compare again to our sales. So in terms of cameras, third place was Z6 Mark II, second place was ZF, and first place was Nikon Z8. And on the lenses, third place was Z1H600, second place Z2470 F4 lens, just because it's sold in kits as well. And then the first place was also Z24-120 lens. This is not just a good lens, but it also was sold with kits, but it was sold with Z8 kits. So I assume that a lot of those sales came this way as well. But what do you think? Is it, Are those places deserved? I would say so. And it's also interesting to see how our rankings at Grays pretty much match those uh, of Map Camera over in Japan. Completely different company, different country, different kind of customers, but we kind of have similar tastes. I think that the products that Nikon are selling a lot of are their strongest products, and that makes total sense. So I'm also interested to see that the Z26mm f2.8, which is the little sort of pancake lens for the Z mount, that was up in eighth place. So on map cameras lists. So the rest of them are all Sony, 
Tamron, Canon, Sigma, etc. But there was another Nikon lens there being the 26mm 2.8, which is an interesting one. So people like that short stubby form factor for their primes. Indeed, indeed. One of the interesting takeaways from our live stream was that the big expensive lenses like, let's say, Z85 and Z135 portrait lenses didn't go into the top 10, but, you know, the price, I think, is there. Um, you know, while the smaller lenses like 28 and 40 millimeter pancakes, they were both in the top 10 list. And that's just to do with, I think it's just showing the Nikon that you can have mass products which are cheap and cheerful and they will sell in volume. And obviously you will have the top of the range glass, which is fantastic. And people who love the craft, let's say, of portrait photography, they'll spend the money on it. Doesn't matter how expensive they are. And obviously, the bigger, more expensive wildlife telephoto lenses, those they just don't sell the same numbers just because they're so expensive. Obviously, it's a smaller production, more limited production. Obviously, it's a lot more expensive. Now, if we move over to the USA, there are some new Nikon rebates for our US friends. We've got things like the 800 6.3 has $500 off. The Z8 has $200 off. There's a whole bunch of Nikon lenses included. So do check that out if you are in the US. And if you're in the UK, then in case you didn't catch the memo, the Nikon winter savings has actually been extended until the end of the month. So if you were waiting to get your hands on one of those lenses and thought, darn, I missed the deadline, then the deadline has been extended just for you. Fantastic. Now on to some firmware updates. Um, Nikon Z18 2140DX lens saw a firmware update and they fixed the issue that in rare circumstances would cause interruption of video recording with the message recording interrupted displayed on the camera with a lens zoom ring is operated during recording. So, okay, very small issue. Obviously, it's good that Nikon updated this. And that was the end of it. When they see that something needs fixing, they fix it. Exactly. In some other Nikon company news, they launched smart telescopes, the Odyssey Pro and Odyssey. So these are jointly developed by Nikon and Unistellar SAS and are sold by Unistellar SAS. And each of the smart telescopes is equipped with an autonomous field detection technology that can automatically capture targeted celestial objects by locating its own position using GPS and comparing it with the celestial objects in the field of view and the built-in coordinate database, which is pretty snazzy, I would say. Anyone can operate the telescopes intuitively using a dedicated smart device app and easily perform astronomical observations on their smart device. So do you think if I'm going to Lanceroyce next week, you know, shall I just get the Odyssey Pro telescope and just 100%. see all the stars in the world and the universe? Exactly. Couldn't be without it, actually. I think yeah, it's a forget must Forget about Z6 your... Mark III, you know, because that's the rare opportunity to do that. Because, you know, well, the clouds and just the whole sky around London is a bit polluted, isn't it? And now for some third-party news for you. TT Artisan have announced a new 10mm f2 APS-C lens for the Nikon Z-mount. And believe it or not, we actually have one to review. Look at that. There it is. A nice metal mount. Here you go. That's something that we're going to be out with in the next couple of weeks and putting out a review as soon as we can. Just to give you the details on it, as we said, it is APS-C. It is a manual focus lens. It is f2 and it has a close focusing distance of 25 centimeters. So very close with a 105 degree angle of view. So super duper wide. It's only about 340 grams and it's going to cost about $159, so a bargain. Yeah, and it comes with a metal lens hood, if that's your thing. And if, you know, there's a built-in lens hood as well, and it's got a different cap. 
Okay. Well, look, I'm looking forward for us to try it out and definitely film a review on it. So definitely stay tuned and see. We'll share our opinion about this lens with you at some point in the future. Exactly. Now, next up we have Yongnyo have... Oh, Yongnyo, what have they done? What is this? Okay, so Yongnyo have announced... Yes, Yongnyo have officially announced a 50mm f1.8Z lens, another DX Z lens for you by Yongnyo this time, and they have announced a 51.8Z lens, which will be officially out on the 18th uh, of January with a price tag of under $100. Yeah, that's pretty good, isn't it? Uh, now on to actually accessories for your favorite Nikon lenses and cameras. So iShoot has a metal lens called tripod mount ring uh, for Z1A to 600. And the main advantage of this ring is the foot is Arca Swiss. So you don't need to have additional plate attached to the foot of your lens. So it's available somewhere on Amazon. So if you're interested in that, definitely have a look at that. And then we have a third-party lens hood for the 40mm f2 and 28 f2.8Z lenses. These are the little muffin lenses. They don't have a lens hood fitting. So you can now get those on eBay. We will pop the link in the description box if you're interested in putting a hood on yours it's actually the 40 mil is what i'm shooting with at the moment and it could do with a hood i would say definitely would you do you normally prefer round hoods or square ones round ones this is a square one but i think that someone will come up with i mean a 52 mil hood screwing metal hood would do just fine for this one all right yeah i'm going to square ones now i think for the smaller cameras it just looks cool Ooh. you know very street photography but you know <laughs> it's, it's all just style over substance really for your weekend read and watch section this week we have teaching a portrait masterclass with joe mcnally in london this is obviously from seth miranda so he has featuring nikon and Profoto the whole shoot and the whole experience is there it took him a little while to get it up because he had some technical difficulties but it's there now for your enjoyment then we also have an interesting one, a little bit out of the left field by Gordon Langwood, which is the Nikon D80 Retro Review, the best budget DSLR. So this is like 17 years on, certainly an intriguing one. I would give that a go if you've got time this weekend. Yeah, well, you know, and if cameras are circular just like fashion, then D80 will be back in fashion again, and the prices will go up again. You never know, mark my words. Maybe 10 exactly. years down the road, you're going to pay 500 pounds for D80 on eBay. You know, buy them now while you can. And then last of all, we have Nikon's underrated compact 35mm camera, which is the L35AF, and that's a review by yours truly. We went out and shot with that a little while back, and the review is now up on YouTube. Yeah, there's a lot of love for LFH5 series in the comments under this video. A lot of people say that the underwater one was the best of them all. I actually got one, shot a roll through it. It's fantastic. And uh, that's a wrap. Thanks for joining us. Yes, thank you very much for watching and or listening. Please give us a like and a subscribe if you're on YouTube. If you're listening on a podcast platform, give us a follow, a rating, a review. Tell all your friends and family. It's all hugely appreciated. Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify's of the world. We're all there in high definition. So if you prefer to listen, then it's beautiful out there. Just forget your Audible subscription because we are there almost every week in podcast form. <laughs> Yes, we you know are. where else we are available? We are available on social media platforms like Instagram. And Becky is? I'm at Rebecca underscore Danese. The shop is at Nikon at Grace. And I'm at Constant Kochkin. We will see you next week. Goodbye. Bye-bye.